0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode. It might look a little bit different in here. We had to make some adjustments and deal with some new circumstances. So before I introduce this very special guest this week, I've got a few announcements for you guys. So next week, there is no show. I will probably go live for a little bit next week like I did a couple weeks ago, but Biz is going to be out of pocket for a week. Sorry. And then the week after that was 4th of July, which happens to fall on Tuesday. So that Tuesday, we will not be doing a show. We are going to try to put one together on Thursday. I'll post something about that later on. But we are having to deal, as some of you know, the expansion at ICC is happening. The room we record in is being... Demolished Demolished uh, at 10 p.m. tonight. So we had to do some makeshift stuff last minute. Not to mention Luciano is in the house tonight at ICC and will be on the Bad Words podcast shortly following this. So a lot going on tonight at ICC. So without further ado, y'all welcome my big brother Dean <laughs> to the show. What's up, brother?
1: Thank you, sir. Oh, man, I'm. I'm excited and nervous at the same time.
0: Yeah, and you Scoot you're, up to your microphone, Dean. Yeah, you gonna, you, you're going to have to, yeah. like, I get up far. closer yeah. on that I, I, I'm, one. I'm a newbie.
1: Yeah. Go gentle now.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and we started on time, actually, like, almost a minute early, so... For you, I feel like that's a really accomplishment to not only get you here, but also get you here on time, actually way early. I know you do. We've had this
1: conversation. That's not me. I'm a victim of my circumstances. Yeah. It's not me.
0: You're, uh, the video biz is, uh, going, uh, right now. It's
2: whatever they got going on in here is like my, um, for those that are watching the, Internet is not as strong as it normally is, and I'm watching the video a bit. It's, like, crazy right now. Yeah. Dropping in and out. They can hear you, but it's just, like, hard Uh, to maintain a decent signal.
0: Well, we're going to rock and roll with this. Hopefully, we can pull enough signal. This will all work out. If not, you guys get to watch this crazy video for us. It's going to go in and out a little bit here. But, anyways, without further ado... This is kind of a special thing for me. I know it's special for Dean too. So, for Thanks, those man. of you that don't know this story, we're going to share our story tonight because Dean and I have actually only known each other for. We just little, passed four years in January. Four years in January. Yeah, it was 2019, right? Twenty
1: January 27, three
0: days before your yeah, birthday. Yeah, three days. I knew it was three days before yeah. my birthday. It was 2019, making sure. Yep. So, Dean. Man, I don't even know where to start this one. So, 1968. You can, no, no, no. We can start
1: with me sitting on the couch next we'll, to We'll, we'll get there. We'll wife. get there. You
0: can't spill the beans, <laughs> like, right out the gate here. So, well, you going back to date of
1: birth. All right. Yeah,
0: so 1968, my father and Dean's father, before my dad was married to my mother, he actually had a wife before my mother, As did my mom, was married before she was married to my father, so... Anyways, my dad passed when I was 24, and at 27, my mom told me a family secret, at least to me at that time. My mom said, you may, I told your dad he would have to explain if someone ever knocked on the door when you guys were growing up, but... Apparently, when your dad was in the army, he came home from boot camp before he got sent to Alaska. And a girl he went to high school when he got sent to Alaska wrote him and said, I'm pregnant with your child. My dad offered to marry her. He offered all kinds of stuff. She was like, no, I'm too young. I, uh, I, you know, I'm going to give the baby up for adoption. My dad, from what I was told and from what I know from some of his journals, stuff like that, searched high and low trying to find out, you know, where his son, daughter was. I don't even think he knew whether you were a boy or a girl, from my understanding. Um, And that's kind of where the story ended for me at twenty seven. I ended up spending a lot of time in Ohio with my family on my dad's side shortly after that as my, our grandfather was passing. And I'd gone up there to spend some time after I'd closed one of my businesses, and you know I was going through some stuff at the time as well. So I went up there, spent some time with family, and I, I set my aunt down first, and I asked her, like, hey, what do you know about this story? And is it okay if I ask my Nana about it? Is this going to upset her? You know, cause she was in her eighties at the time, you know, I was like, you know, trying to be cognizant of all that. And she basically told me like, Hey, we don't know, you know, yes, your dad looked for this child of his, and we don't know if she actually, if it was his, if he carried, if she carried a child to term, if she did give it up for adoption, Like, we literally don't know anything, pretty much. And that's where it died. I mean, I I asked a couple of friends that uh, had some really good military clearance, and they basically told me, unless I wanted to label my family terrorist or something like that, that they weren't putting their job on the line to do any further digging for me. So, it kind of died there. Then, let's see. Then... A bunch of people in my family and friends were doing DNA testing and I made a post on Facebook that basically expressed my feelings about DNA testing and at the time my feelings were you're signing all this paperwork and basically you're entering your DNA into the genome project and You pretty much are giving them the rights to your DNA. And I just hope everybody is cognizant of this and not just blindly doing 23andMe and all these other ones that were out at the time. Like it it wasn't that I was like super anti but it got taken that way by a lot of people. So unbeknownst to me, my aunt, had done this and her and my uncle were filling out the family tree and all that stuff and putting all that stuff together um and and that all kind of just came together at that time so we're approaching it's 2019 so i am coming up on my t- 39th birthday and my Our little brother, TJ, who can't be here because he lives in Hawaii. Otherwise, we'd have drugged him into this. Um, and that would have made this real interesting. Um, he calls me and he's like, hey, man, so I'm getting you something for your birthday. And I know you're going to say no, but I'm getting you a gift certificate so that you have to use it. And I'm like, okay, all right. Like, what in the hell? And this is when he was living in California. So I'm like, what hippie ass, weird Cali thing did he get me for my birthday? Because any of y'all that have met my little brother TJ, he's one of the funniest members in our family. And TJ walks to a different beat than most people. And TJ does TJ. Um, I can't say it any better than that. Like, doesn't
1: apologize for it either, nor should he. Yeah, no, nor no, should.
0: absolutely not. And he's the one of the most humble. Yeah authentic versions of himself that you've ever seen anybody ever be. And he, he blows my mind all the time, but without further ado, he bought me a two hour experience in a sensory deprivation tank. That was a two hour. Yeah. The most they will let you do when you've never done it before. So for those of you that don't know or have not done this, You go to the place, I went to one in Frisco, I think it was called the float spot. So I get in this float spot and they're super excited telling you about it. You put on, they've even got the, uh, the compression suits and stuff to help you relax beforehand, like sit in the massage chair, put the compression suit on, all that stuff. And then you go get this float tank. So you shower, you get naked And you go into this, the best way I can describe it, the one I was in was like a giant Easter egg. And it opens up, you lay down in the center of it, all the lights in the room go out, and it has like LED lights that come on in the tank. You shut the lid, and it starts filling up with a alkaline-based water that you start floating. And after a few minutes, the lights go out, so now it is pitch black, your body is weightless because you're floating, you can't hear anything, you can't see anything, so you are deprived of all your major senses. Prior to this experience, and my father and I were very, very close, very much alike, and if I had a dream or anything weird like that about my father, it was usually very negative. It was like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Like, why did you do this? You know, it was like being dad. Like it was very much like dad being dad, you know? It wasn't a, hey, how are you doing? You know, it's it's wonderful up here, you know? Like it wasn't anything you know, like, cool, it was always a very parental type dream, it was always, you know, I, I either woke up stressed or pissed, one or the other, and, you know, that, that was kind of weighing on me for a little while, so the best way I can describe, once I got in this tank, and I don't know if I fell asleep, if I was dreaming, or what, or for how long, because the amount of time and stuff like you're you're totally unaware of all this like you lose all sense of all that so i don't know where that start and stopped but at some point very early on i got the weirdest calmest feeling of his presence And it was just his presence. It wasn't, you know, there were no words exchanged. There was no, it it was just like, I felt his presence. That's the only way I can describe this. And it was really weird, Um, but humbling. And, you know, I was kind of like, you know, there was gratitude that that was part of my experience in this whole thing that my brother had set up. So I go home And of course, my wife's cooking dinner, and it's, hey, how was how was the float tank? Like, did you survive? You know, did you freak out? Did you have a panic attack? Like, what happened? So I tell her this story. I shit you not. Five minutes later, my dad's sister, my aunt Pam, sends me a text message. Which is not unusual. Little unusual on a Saturday at like I don't know, six, seven o'clock, and it's just a random, and it's, hey, do you have time to talk? I have something I need to talk to you about. And I'm like, I mean, I, I just got done sharing this story with my wife. And I'm like, yeah, sure, I mean, I've got some time. I mean, Sarah's making dinner, but we're just hanging out at the house, so yeah, I've got time. And she calls me and she goes, well, are you sitting down? And I'm like, (laughs) oh, shit, like, is Nana dying or something? You know, I'm I'm thinking the worst, like, right off the bat, because it's just, it's not her usual approach. Like, anybody knows my Aunt Pam. She's bubbly, happy, like, she's awesome. She's just, you know, here you go. Like, and she's just calling to chat and catch up. Like, never started a conversation with me like that, like, of something serious of that nature not at that point in our life either so she goes well you remember several years ago when you were asking me about um possibly having a brother or sister and i'm going yeah she goes well i've really struggled with whether or not i was going to tell you this or not but your cousin said you asked and that I owe owe it to you that you asked and that I have this information that I need to share it to you. And I'm going, okay, will you please get to the damn point? Like, you know, like what, what, what is going on here? And she's like, well, you made a post about what you thought about DNA and it made me really hesitant to tell you that about this. But I took a DNA test and I know how many kids I've given birth to and <laughs> There's a guy that matches up the way you or TJ would match to me as my nephew. And, uh, hey, my kid. And I was going, oh, shit. And then she goes, and mind you, Dean was born in Ohio in 1968 and adopted three days later. Ohio. I live in Texas. At the time, I lived in Savannah, Texas. And she goes, isn't Frisco, Texas really close to you? And I go, you gotta be shitting me. Like, there's no way. Like, this is like almost impossible. And of course, her and my cousins had done all this research and lo and behold, they had your Facebook profile, your LinkedIn profile, all this stuff already pulled up. And she's like, so, you know, I want to just give you all this information. I'm like, Frisco is like right down the street from me. Like, I mean, at the time, once we found out like, I mean, like you lived like less than 10 miles from me. And since 1996, when I moved here, you've lived within about a 10 mile square radius of me for 90% of that time. And she's like, okay, so what are you gonna do? And I'm like, well, send me what you have. And she's like, okay. So she sends me, like, I think the first thing I got was LinkedIn. And then, you know, LinkedIn doesn't, especially for even four years ago, you know, it wasn't as much information. Then she sends me the Facebook. And I remember going to your Facebook page, and I immediately just, like, the first picture I saw, I was like, holy shit. Like, you and I, from here to here, look more alike than you, me, and TJ do. Yeah. And if you see a picture of our father, like, it's his profile from here to
1: here. Spot on. Yeah. Like,
0: dead, deadly accurate. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, this is unbelievable. You know, like, I'm like absolutely beside myself. And then I see some pictures, and I start scrolling. And there's a picture of your, your dad that adopted you yep. um, holding you when you're, I'm going to say, about three years old. And there is a picture of my mom's dad, my grandfather on my mom's side, holding me in that same same exact manner at three years old that I have that's one of my favorite pictures of us. Yeah. And I literally took the picture from your Facebook, sent it to my cousins, and was like, just send it to them. I didn't say anything else. And they both wrote back, who's the weird guy holding you? (laughs) And I'm like that ain't me that's Dean and everybody was just like wow this 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 is almost like too much so then I sat there for a little bit and I'm like all right what do I do now like I have this information he put on here that he wanted to be contacted he wanted to know more about his biological family this and that and at the time, I was like, you know, I'm about to turn 40 almost. You know, I was turning 39, and I was like, all right, I can get that. I can understand that. And I was like, I'm just going to send him a message on Facebook. So, I mean, literally, like, five minutes later, I started typing a message and Sarah's like, uh, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm writing him a message. She's like, why don't you eat dinner and think about this for a few more minutes? I'm like, okay. So, I eat dinner. I mean, I can barely eat. Like, I am I'm beside myself at this point and i remember typing the message and i basically said i mean i'll let you jump in here on this in a second but like i pretty much said hey i know you asked to be reached out i've not done this test but my aunt reached out and gave me this information so if you want to go down this rabbit hole we can go down this rabbit hole if you don't I will never contact you again. Like, I will, I will go away. Like, I'm not here to bother you. Yeah, I'm not like here to... Yeah, a real option,
1: never contact you. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah,
0: well, I'm just like, hey, you know, you don't, you don't know. You don't know what's ah, going on in somebody else's life. So I, I, I put that out there like, hey, if you don't want to go down this rabbit hole, I completely understand. I'm still processing all this. I literally just found this out. Yada, yada, yada. And within five minutes, he's pinging me back. <laughs> and like now we're on friends on facebook we start having a few conversations i meet him and his wife for bro- for breakfast yeah. on my 39th birthday and that's the first time we met and before i let you jump in i will share that what we're drinking right now i think you've already moved on i think you already killed yours but uh
1: we'll finish it for the night's over
0: Without even knowing me and knowing I'm a bourbon guy, he brought me this bottle, which only he and I have drank from. We're going to kill it tonight because I think it's down to its last dying breath. But uh, Inappropriate. that was my 39th birthday present from my brother that I met for the first time and had breakfast with. So, yeah, I'll let you jump in and you can kind of, I mean, I guess tell it from your.
1: Jump in. The water's warm. Yeah. Um, well, it's all there's a lot there. Hot. Wow, where to start? Um, yeah. yeah, so I guess I'll go back to, I'm sitting on the couch. It's 7.58, January 27th, and I'm sitting there, and it pops up, you know, how you get the notifications if you've got them on for Facebook. And your message came through. Now, keep in mind, I, I mean, for years, and I mean literally probably 20-plus at least, if not more, I've always wanted to know, because I've, I've known my, my parents told me that I was adopted from mm-hmm. day three on. I've always known I was adopted, and I've always wanted to know more information. Just because, well one, if I ever you know met mom and dad, I'd tell them thank you. I mean, there's lots of options they could have made, and I'm thankful they made the one that they did, or at least you know, right, mom did. <laughs> um, but I really wanted to know. If, for health reasons because, and we'll come to that in a little bit because it it plays a major role in some recent activities as well, but I've always gone into the doctor and they said history and I said, I've got none. So I've got three boys and I can't tell them anything about any type of health history. So I've always wanted to know and so I did. I I stepped into that ancestry.com and put it out there. And because as much as I had the file that showed like my birth certificate. Everything's redacted. That's truly significant. Or cut that you out. Or yeah, it's just it's it's gone. You can't you can't get anywhere. And then you come to find out that the state of Ohio had open adoption records up to I believe it was sixty six, closed them until sixty nine, and reopened them. Well, I'm born in sixty eight, so everything's closed, and I can't get judge order. It Three year matter. gap there. And I fall right in it. Yeah. And I can't get squat. And so it was frustrating. And then I'm sitting on the couch, and Tammy and I are watching TV, and this pops up, and I, I just I, – I had no words. I literally handed her my phone, and I said, <laughs> you've got to read this. It, it was surreal. And, I mean, to say thankful I, is, is to minimize it. So I, there's not the words. Good thing
0: I Pam didn't take my uh... – DNA post too seriously for too long.
1: Right. Yeah. Thank you, Aunt Pam. Um, Fortunately, she. she Which we would have liked to
0: have had here too. I know they're all watching in Ohio tonight, but. uh, No, they had. You know, she was a big part of this and, you know, this happening. So. Indeed. You know.
1: Indeed. So it's, um, yeah, you started
0: stepping into some of the.
1: There's so many. I can't say even coincidences, but. I mean, I'm sure we'll try to cover as many it's, as we it's can weird. tonight. Yeah. It's like uh, there should be a movie coming out at some point.
0: Yeah, um, legit.
1: You, you talked about I'm living in Frisco. You're ten miles
0: away. I, you I have mean, the. I mean, you have the same degree Dad had. You both started out in banking. When we moved to Texas in '96, while we were looking for a house, we moved to Rancho Palisades. Off uh, Frankfurt in the tollway, you were living in an apartment, literally down the like, street. like, literally two blocks, yeah. two blocks from where we were. So, and at the time, Dad was working for the FDIC, so it wasn't like he'd be still going to banks for well there were auditing. Banks, well, purposes.
1: banks were shutting down at that time, right? So there were, and I'm in the banking industry, and it's like every morning you come in and you try to figure out what's our what's our name, we're renamed, and mm-hmm. so on. So I'm. confident that at some point he's walking the hallways from an FDIC perspective in my building where I'm working as new accounts and sales and so forth. And we probably just the grocery store. There was
0: only one grocery store in that area. Like it's crazy. The chances that you guys didn't cross paths is even slimmer. Not to mention we, we ended up buying a house that's like that I grew up in, in Texas that is like maybe two miles from there. So, I mean, we were in that same little five-mile radius the entire time he was alive and we lived in Texas.
1: Well, and then he passed in the same hospital. My youngest was born. My youngest was born literally months after in the same hospital.
0: Yeah. I mean, you guys could have been there for a checkup or something. Like, he literally died June 11th at Plano Presby while waiting to get a pacemaker because he had already had one heart attack and his heart was failing again and he needed a pacemaker. So, um, I, I will say too, that, that, that experience in this, in the sensory deprivation tank was even more real for me and just crazy. Um, and it's always involves rain. So like, uh, I'm not going to dive into this story right now just because I think it, it's, it doesn't tie into this as much. But long story short, my dad had a dream uh, where he spoke with my mom's father, my grandfather, my grandfather Troy. And the moral of the story is at some point, my, my dad's telling us this over breakfast. And we're like, oh, great, you had a dream. You talked to our dead grandfather. Yeah, okay, dad, you're kind of fucking crazy. Like, whatever. And. He's like, no, I asked, him how to, how to, I asked him if he wanted to talk to your mom. He said, no, I'm, I'm here to talk to you. And this is literally like two months before he died. And he's like, no, I'm here to talk to you. And they had a conversation. He didn't remember much of that. But he asked me, he's like, well, hey, we really miss you. Like, how do we know when you're here? Yeah. And he said, look for me when it rains. He said, when it rains, that's when God opens up the heavens. Mm-hmm. And we get to come down and, you know, do what we do. And, you know, kind of be here on earth in our new form or whatever you want to call it. Like, uh, I don't want to get too twisted off in that stuff because people on here will go absolutely ape shit. Um, but that has rang true in so many instances. Like it was literally in January raining when I drove home and left the, uh, sensory deprivation tank. Like it was a rainy January day. Like, so, like, it's just, it is super weird how these things, like.
1: Yeah, just continue to stack up. So, we <clears throat> meet for, we meet on your birthday. Mm-hmm. Which was surreal. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember exactly when it was. I was there
0: first, by the way. That's, uh, you know, in case you were wondering. Again, I was Sitting alone. there waiting. And like Wait, how late, wondering if how late, you're gonna like recognize him right away when he comes in, stuff like that. I remember <laughs> you showed up in your Fonzarelli leather jacket. I think you rode the motorcycle, was on that, motorcycle that day. Did you yeah. recognize
2: him? Uh, I mean, you know, absolutely. you I mean, already seen like, him? Look or? How much
0: we look alike, man? Like you haven't, biz you haven't met my little brother. I mean, and him and no. I do look a lot alike, yeah. but yeah. we share more of my mother's features. Like him and I, definitely. I mean, you know, it, it is. The father features that we have, like until I broke my nose like multiple times, like my nose looked exactly like his. Like, well,
1: and Garrett can tell you more than I, but we've we have there's similar, there's idiosyncrasies that and things that we do and reactions and so forth. That's that DNA.
2: That you can't deny that. It's, it, it, yeah, it's not envir- it's not environmental,
0: it's, it's DNA. Yeah, because he was adopted at three days old, right? Raised wow. by a completely different family than mine and Which were hadn't been around again. them. And I mean, I mean, he wasn't around us until his like, late forties, early 50s it like, what's been easy, four yeah. years. Yeah, uh, if you were like 50, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I mean like for us to have any time to do so, like I, I remember that from the very first like breakfast, we would do this or you name it, the way we would like Different turn our heads yeah. and just mannerisms, We're exactly the same, and we would do it at the same exact time. Like, I remember looking over at his wife Tammy at one point, and she is literally sitting there, like frozen, like she was trying to eat, but like she's just like doing this. Like, it it was like surreal. It was really weird. I remember the first time at the time with your you know aside from what you do for a day living, you also own some jujitsu gyms. Yep. Yep, and well, one now. But at the time, you had two locations, and you had, at the time, some guys that were trying to make it in the MMA world. Yeah. And we came out to watch some of your guys fight. And I remember your fighter then was... Not losing the fight, but, like, he should have beat this guy in, like, the first round and had opportunities to. He but for whatever reason, he, line,
1: he didn't follow the game plan right, at all.
0: He wasn't following the game plan, and he almost got knocked out at one point, yep. but could have taken this guy multiple times. But he, I remember he wanted to win that fight with a knockout because he hadn't had a knockout. Wow. He's choking guys out and destroying them on the ground, but, like, he wanted to show he could knock somebody out. Yep. And I just remember when the fight was over, he won. And I remember you coming back to the table and I was like, I'm going to go get you a bourbon. And you just looked at me and were like, huh? And you're like, I'm fine. And I'm like, no, you're, you're far from fine. Like, and Sarah looked at me and goes, yeah, I know that look on your face too. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go get him a bourbon. I'll be right back. And I went and got you a bourbon and came back. And you're like, why did you just do that? And I was like, because you're about to blow a damn gasket. Like I can already tell and it's just like one of those, and yet another one of those really weird moments.
1: It was scary because it was, it was spot on, and there's very few people that know me. I mean, my wife obviously knows me like uh-huh. that. Other than that, I mean, my boys do now. I mean, they're not boys anymore; they're men. But there's not many people that know me like that. And for you to do that in the short amount of time, it just—it's just one more of those.
0: Yeah, and I'm for the scared. record, I still haven't done one of these, like, DNA tests. Like, I mean, maybe I will at some point, but, I mean, like, I just don't. Well, I don't had somebody that was like,
1: well, have you done a DNA? Well, we've kind of done a DNA test. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. done, and then if you really need one after everything else that we've been uh-huh. through and seen and talked about, I, it's a waste of money. So
0: Yeah, I mean, I just haven't had a real reason to go do it. I mean, if you match with my aunt like that, I mean, it's pretty damn obvious, like. In my world, like that, I don't need to go down that road unless I just felt the need to for some reason trying to try document more stuff. But well, who and I knows. can't remember
1: when it was all of a sudden, a couple months in, or at some point, you started talking about Nana's birthday, it made the papers, she had just turned 90, I believe. Yeah, and you said, We've got a family reunion in Aruba.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I'm <laughs> which, like, So which... I've
1: gone from meeting my my brother that I, I, I didn't know that I had. Just oh, months you've got later. got another one. So now I'm going to meet the whole family in Aruba. And Tammy and I have not, and we talked about this recently, we've not done a good job of stopping to, whether you want to say smell the roses or the coffee or whatever the case may be, and working on vacations and so forth. Yeah. And it was one of those, okay, you can meet everybody. You can go to Aruba. Yeah, we need to do this.
0: Yeah. Well, what's even crazier about that is that trip was planned because of Melissa, our cousin Melissa. Oh, okay. She, Sarah and I got married in Aruba, and Melissa wanted to go back for her 40th birthday. So that's really what so it we were... was all about Melissa, actually. It was really what we were trying to do, but it apology. was like get the that. whole family together <laughs> and do this. Well, it just turned into more and more once the stuff happened with Finding You, and in all honesty... Our family, prior to Aruba, had never taken a vacation anywhere together like that. It was always growing up that we went to Ohio for a vacation, whether it was Thanksgiving or Christmas or summer or whatever, no matter where we lived, or they came and visited us. one or the other, like we, we didn't like go off to even like Florida together or anything like that. Even when grandparents lived in Florida, yeah. it was always, yeah. you know, one or the other, like one of us was going there one of them was coming here, you know, one way or the other. So that was the first time we planned that and like, thank God we did that with Nana. Cause like, she can't get around like that now and at 90 years old, she went to Aruba with all of us Unreal. for a week. I mean, and like yeah. everybody got to me and I got my first real introduction to my Three newest nephews at the time. At the time, I just had Jack, who I think was three, three yeah. at the time. Yeah, he's three. So then to all of a sudden, at that point, find out you have three other nephews that are, I think at the time, Cole was like 24, Alex was like 17, 17 yep. and Liam was like 15. 1415. 14, yeah. 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 So yeah, they're like and and it's like and any I mean y'all got to see Alex the other week on the podcast 2 weeks ago. <laughs> He's the middle one. Um, Liam and Cole like I mean all three of them they're so drastically different. Yeah. But like all three of them are a fucking handful. I mean like <laughs> and you get thrown into that with like two teenagers and I mean Cole's damn near a teenager I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna still call him a teenager at 24 like Cole Cole Cole's a a kid at heart for sure and you know Cole and Liam and Alex and all them and like especially Alex like Alex Alex probably tried the most aggressively to get to know me right out the gate I mean, Liam was 14 and kind of... you going to talk it, about the stunt wrong.
1: he pulled in the, in the restaurant? No, we, we're not, okay, not going to go, go there.
0: there. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that one alone. There's there's too many family members that he are still... He had a good
1: podcast with you, so I don't want to taint yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, no, he had really, a great podcast. I don't want to taint that.
0: Yeah, so yeah. Really. But he, uh, I mean, like, to deal with all three of them and, like, learning boundaries, like, all right, now I'm being thrown into I'm uncle, and you and I are still getting to know each other, and I've got teenagers asking me, like, Wild questions like I imagine, because I don't have kids, that like you would ask your dad, or there's stuff I it was stuff I would have asked my dad, and they're hitting me up with this, and I'm sitting here going, holy, like I don't know how to answer this because anybody that knows me. You ask me, <clears throat> I'm going to tell you. Yeah, good, I'm, bad, or indifferent. I wear my shit on my sleeve, yeah. and I have no problem admitting my faults and like how bad I've screwed up things and whatnot. And I'll tell you the story. Hopefully you don't have to go down that same path, but I also know that there's a lot of things. My dad told me that shit, and Mm. I still had to learn some things the hard way. Everybody does. And to know where your boundaries are, like you and I had to have, I I mean, I think that forced us to, to get to know each other a lot better Mm. real fast because that stuff was coming in from them so fast that it was like, all right, man, uh, can I? Here's my experiences, and this is what I would tell them. Are you cool with you that? You were still or? throttled back. I remember several yeah. times
1: you were for the first couple of years. You were really throttled back because, and, and I appreciate that, and I respect that because you were. I'm not sure if I'm okay to go down this path. How transparent can I be? You wanted to be you, but you also, I'll just say out of what I think it. was respect for it. me. I think respect for me, you didn't want to go down that path unless i was okay with it yeah and so i appreciate that because um, a lot of people wouldn't give a flip they just do it and, and and you respected that yeah and, no i didn't want to ever but it made I, it a little bit dicey for you yeah at times, i mean because
0: i didn't know how you felt let alone your wife like yeah. and you guys yeah. like i don't want to all of a sudden be interjecting things that you don't want to approach or you don't feel as appropriate at that time. I mean, yeah. we're talking about a 14 year old and a 17 year old. I mean,
1: which both were in a a very, I, the time that they were in was very, I um, can't remember the word that I'm looking for, but they it was a transformative type of period. Tumultuous of life. time oh, period. It was that for, for sure. Uh, transformative, tumultuous. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So, for sure.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, just trying to learn all those things rapidly, but I, I think it's been awesome because it forced us to have conversations. Like, cause like a lot of times you're like, where do you start? Like, yeah. I mean, we've got, you know, 30, 40 years worth of catching up to do. And <laughs> just, like, between us, yeah, yeah. just between us, yeah. Just between us, like, let alone, you know, that cause like we, we just haven't had that. I mean, it's, Four years now, it seems like way longer than four years. Like, I was actually, like, having to look today, and I was like, man, was it 2018? Was it 2019? I mean, and then you had COVID happen right after all that. So, I mean, uh,
2: yeah, it was. we
0: had, you know, there's just been all kinds of things that have, like, played into the four years that we've had so yeah. far. Yeah, it was.
1: I, it, so, going back to Aruba, and I hadn't met, I mean, you were the only one I had met at that point. I take that back. You and my set up mom a lunch. was on that up a, No, I take that back. Yeah. You set up a lunch, which I thought was, was very smart of you. Not that you haven't done other smart things. You have. Um, but you set up a lunch for Tammy and I to meet your mom.
0: I and, felt like that was very important. And
1: it was. And it was. Um, for multiple reasons. Um, so other than you and your mom, I hadn't met anybody in the house. Yeah. Or in the, in, in the family. And we go to Aruba. And the first one, and I remember because... We got there a little bit early. You know, flights are different and so forth. Yeah. Melissa came up, and we kind of looked. Melissa and I kind of looked at each other, and you, we knew. Yeah. And she just came up gave me a hug. You can't. There's no book that kind of prepares you. There's no, like, adoption for dummies, meet your family, and so yeah. forth. Yeah. It doesn't exist. No. And so navigating that has been interesting, joyful.
0: Um, Weird. At times.
1: At times, but I, I got to tell you, and, and, and there's times I want to say that, yeah, I stalked the family, so I picked you guys out, um, <laughs> but I couldn't have found a better fit because and we, I've talked to a couple of people in, in the family, and they've said, look, I could have been some weirdo out here. Yeah. Maybe I didn't fit into the family, or maybe you guys didn't fit, but it's, it's just so natural the way that it's kind of come about.
0: Yeah. It's, no, absolutely. I, I mean, two things on that. One, I got the same thing. Like immediately when I started telling people about what happened when I was first meeting you and they're like, so you just dove like head first and like sent him a message that same night. And two days later or three days later, you're meeting him on your birthday. Like what if he was some psychopath or some complete piece of shit? (laughs) You know, like, I mean, I was like, I didn't even think about that. And they're like, "Whoa, you, you're telling me like you, that didn't even cross your mind. I was like, no, cause honestly, the way I looked at it was at that point I was about to turn 39. You hadn't have been a part of my life for 39 years. If it went bad, it didn't feel right or just anything like I didn't have to go any further than that. Like, I didn't ever have to, I didn't have to call you again. I didn't have to see you again. Like I could have like terminated that then and there and just been like, you know what, whatever. Like, I don't, I don't want to be a part of this. We're good. Yeah. Like, so, you know, I didn't think about that, but like almost like most people that I brought that up to right away were like, whoa, you didn't even think about that. I was like, no, not really. Because you hadn't been a part of my life before that. Uh, You didn't have to remain. After that, it was just breakfast at that first moment. Like, so yeah. it wasn't the end of the world. But yeah, and back to setting up the lunch with my mom, I felt like that was really important because, A, oh, how deep do I go into this? So, A, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good now, but like at the time, you know, A, my mom had just gotten married mm-hmm. and, you know, most of the family hadn't met Chris, my stepdad, yet. Um, some had, but not not everybody had met Chris. So, yeah. like that was happening in Aruba for a bunch of people. I thought and really, it was all. About, it wasn't all about me. No, it wasn't all I, about you. You not totally. Wow. Okay. Not totally. All right. Um, <laughs> the lunch was definitely more about you, though. Like my mom. Um, my mom was. My mom was uh, very taken back at first when i first told her about it because wow. i did a lot of this without bringing her in because at first it was like all right let's see how this goes and then then we can have that conversation and you know for a little while my mom was upset with pam uh, i'm just gonna say it like i mean um, <laughs> I let the cat out of the bag. That's they, the aunt, right? Yeah, that's my aunt. Okay, that's, that's my dad's sister. You, you realize, and they've been, been, been hey, hey they've they've been <laughs> sisters since before I was born. And you know what? They have a great relationship. They've had their conversations. It's all been put to rest. So I don't feel bad saying this or exposing this. They might not like that I'm talking about it on my podcast, but you know it's part of my life. So, like I said, I'm an open book. So. That my mom was, you know, she felt like Pam had owed her to call her and tell her that she was going to tell us something like that. She felt like that Pam would have wanted that from her and that she should have gotten that, which I can completely understand. But in Pam's defense, too, my mom dropped that on me after my dad died. I came to her and specifically asked. So obviously she knew my mom had told me because there's nobody else alive that could have told me that. So, I mean, I saw both sides of that. Like, I mean, I understood as like, uh, well, and the way I felt and what happened was, they worked it out. Like, that didn't last long. They're totally the same as they were before. Like, there's no animosity. There's no negativity, nothing. Like, they're all good. But like, at that moment, so, I knew when it actually came down to everybody stepping off the plane in Aruba and being there for a week, I didn't want that to be when that happened. You know, like I I wanted like, I wanted y'all to be able to meet and say hi and kind of know each other a little bit and have at least a little bit of a comfort level being around each other and not for that to be in front of the whole family (laughs) right out the gate because she'd already felt like she was getting hit from that already. And didn't have much control or say in it, so I wanted to take that part away.
2: Is Jared yeah. your brother, right? Huh? Jared's your brother, right? No, no bro, Jared's
0: Jared? my cousin. His, <coughs> his, he's, he's, he's my cousin. Coming. What's oh
1: Jared's commenting? Yeah, I you just opened up loud.
0: Pandora's box. Nah, Jared. Like we all, <laughs> if if that's me opening up Pandora's box, shit, the family don't know me because I've, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Uh, Aruba, I mean, see Jared, like I mean I just I, I do that. Like you know, honestly I feel like if you if you talk about this stuff then like it can't be held back, it can't be resentful later, it doesn't build up and turn into things it shouldn't. Um and like I said, everything's totally fine with that now. But yeah, I, I felt like that was crucial and yeah. and having that because in all honesty too, like I don't want my mom to not have a relationship with you as well or for that to ever be weird at any type of family event or anything like you know like like it or not it's not like you're some secret love child or something like that you know what i mean like i mean you're not like so you know to me this is part of our family now so there shouldn't be anything negative there about that or that that shouldn't turn into anything different or more. Yep. No, See, totally my great. mom just commented, Jared, you happy now? I told you.
1: <laughs> no, your, your mom's a sweetheart. Um, and she's been in a unique position. So, um, Yeah, absolutely. I, and and I've and I told I, I, I've talked to Pam about that. I was like, it's interesting how you guys are. They, they are they're like, sisters is the
0: only way you can describe Yeah, you, you can't describe it uh, any other way. Very much so and they've always been like that. I mean, yeah. uh I mean the age difference... I mean I only have two cousins. I mean, I've Melissa and Shelley and Melissa and I are like 9 months apart, something like that. I mean, we're, we're, I mean, and Shelly, you know, she's not much older than me. I won't, I won't put you out there like that, Shelly. I feel
1: bad because. But, uh, Shelly, Shelly and Shelly, and Shelly the, like the baby oldest Shelly was until the oldest. Until I came into the picture. Until you came in the picture. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I feel bad And, and you know,
0: I, I mean, and Melissa and I have always been super close. I mean, like, we played together. I mean, like, and Shelly kind of watched over us, you know, like, and I, I, I love both of my cousins. I mean, I have awesome cousins and they're uh, kids indeed. as well. Like, you know, they're. You know, they, they both have two kids and I love them to death. Yeah. They're I you know, it's hard to even call them cousins, you know, like they're they're like my sisters, you know, yeah. like that's how we grew up. So, you know, we don't have a big family, but our family is super tight. So
1: You know, and that's one of the so I I'll derail a little bit. Yeah. That's one of the most interesting things around but it's what I'm used to yeah. as well from a, a close knit family. But seeing it in action, because like, my, so Tammy, my wife, grew up, born, grew up in Brazil. Yeah. And I think by and large, when you look at Latino families, other cultures and so forth, they are very close-knit. I mean, I saw, she had a cousin or two that was 28, 30, still living at home. That's the norm. Yeah. They're just very close-knit until, you know, they they move out. They're still close-knit, but... In America, I think we've lost some of that. And so For it didn't sure. surprise me, but it was, man, was it welcome to come into a family that was this big but this close-knit and tight. I mean, Thanksgiving last year was just, Aruba was phenomenal. Thanksgiving last year. But to, to, to give my boys an opportunity, I mean, if I die tomorrow and I'm gone, my sons have just a wealth of family around them. And yeah. I, you can't put words on that. I mean, that's priceless.
0: Yeah. You got to stay closer to the mic, though, by the way. Well, if you, you can't to, hear me, that's you okay. You got to suit up.
2: <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I would have said something.
0: All right. Man. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know where all to go tonight. I mean, like, people want to ask questions or throw it up. Well, and we're still up finding. up on here. We're still I mean,
1: finding. I mean, you and I, it wasn't that yeah. long ago. I mean, our, our GP retired.
0: Uh, quickly because of COVID Yeah that was crazy but too But
1: you and I have had like just All these different things You know uh, The hospital The banking industry All these different things Living as close as so we I have do have a question We had
0: the same GP And didn't even and know then,
1: And then all of a sudden out. I'm like hey And we start talking about A referral and doctor And all this kind of stuff And medical And we had the same GP
2: Well you guys live in the same city It's not that
0: Actually uh, no, I mean
2: not really Because I doc- lived in Savannah got a lot
0: And this guy was in Frisco and I wasn't always the best about going to see doctors, but getting to be 40, you know, and the family history of heart disease and high cholesterol and blood pressure and all that stuff that I had to start watching. I, you know, I talked to one of my good friends, one of my old roommates. He was like, yeah, you'll, you'll like this doctor, go see him. So I'd been going to see him for a while. And then him and I just get in this conversation. He's like, yeah, it's funny. I went and saw my doctor the other day and I was telling him, like, I finally can give him some history here now that I know you and blah, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, yeah, how'd it go? And he just, he says his name and I'm like, you're kidding me, right? Like, because that's the time. same guy I go to. And
2: your doctor can't say shit because of HIPAA law, but, you know, he knows yeah, he yeah, yeah. Know each other. But. Right? So let me ask you two, because kind of the same situation. I got five brothers and sisters all different moms. Like my dad literally got the whole class of sixty nine through seventy two pregnant. <laughs> he was no joke. I I literally graduated high school with my older brother, knew him for four years. Really? And we didn't know we were brothers until we met at my grandfather's funeral. Wow. I was like, yo, and so his name is his name is really Darrell, but his middle name is Antoine. So in high school, we called him by his middle name. Yeah. Never knew his first. And my real dad's name is Darnell. So all the kids have a, a variation of his name, except me. My mom said, "Screw that. You ain't." My middle name sounds like his first name, but all the rest of the boys and one sister have names that sound like him. So when I we I was in the army, I showed up. At my grandfather's funeral, I said, "Yo, yo, man, what you doing here?" He said, "My grandpa just died." I said, "Mine too." He no said, way. "For real?" And it's a big funeral home. I'm thinking he's going down the hallway. Yeah, we walk into the same spot. We're like, "Wait a minute!" And then our mothers just like, "Hey, hey, how you doing?" We's like, "Hold on, time out. Y'all want to tell us what's going on?" Like, <laughs> y'all didn't know y'all were brothers. I'm like, "No." Like all this time we hung out, we were cool in there had no clue we were blood half brothers so but after that so how often do you guys hang out keep in contact like was it I like forced like nah it's my brother I gotta go see him nah. I gotta do it. or was it just a natural my bro and you just really start because I know the curiosities I mean, for will me, cause you to get together
0: yeah no I mean for me I mean I'll let him answer this too I mean but for me it was just it was natural like yeah, there there was no real trying or anything like that. Like, there was genuine wanting to get to know each other, and and like I said, there's just there's so many things like if you watch us that we do without it. I mean, I'm sure you, people watching the episode like, I don't know if we've done it yet. I'm sure the wives or somebody will tell us we have, but I mean, we just do things the same like it it, it's so weird and you know our younger brother tj tj's tj's got a lot of my a lot of dad's qualities and characteristics but he's way more like my mom he's a lot more passive he's he's like way more type b we're way more both like type a like (laughs) bam 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 ocd get it done like it's it's just it's different man like and it's i can tell without even i mean even like i told the story earlier but like i mean even within the first few times of meeting him i could tell when something wasn't right or something was wrong or just wasn't going right or whatever like I can read him without ever having known him that long. Like and that's just yeah. really weird, but it's because like I can see that in you. Like I I just I see it like right out right out the right out the gate <laughs> like whether it's like I remember dad making that expression or whatever and like I said like I was definitely like my father like no questions asked like we we were so much alike, you know. Uh, so
1: that's so why I'm a bad poker player. Everything's out. Ha. I don't do well at that. It was never forced. Um, if anything, now, because I, and he's going to beat me up for it, but I moved back to McKinney from Frisco. And so... Right after he movie,
0: finally got me gate yeah, access. You me. know, like took three years for me to get gate access. I had to go through <laughs> well, hell That's another like, pull bar. into the...
1: But it, now it's like, well, I haven't seen Garrett, and we haven't talked, we haven't seen each other, and so now there's like this, um, well, the word in Portuguese, my wife being from Brazil, the word in Portuguese is saudade, and it's a, it, it, there's, a there's a missing, but it's more than missing, and so I can tell when the, we haven't connected in a while, which is a big word for me now, connection, and we haven't connected in a while, it's like, no, i got to call him, so it's never mm-hmm. been forced, it's been... There's been too much time, if that makes sense.
2: No, no, I get it. Me and my brothers, I have one that's here that I've been close to since I was five. We're like best friends tight. And the other ones, but I check on them. Now, my brother, he is a master at checking on everybody regularly. I suck at it because we're so busy living life that you kind of get caught up. But I'm so used to him being there. Like I said, he even moved here. Uh, we have a sister that lives right down the street in Houston, and I just see her on Facebook. I know she uh, birthdays and holidays gotcha yep uh, the one I went to high school with same thing because he 's so busy he runs a construction company and you know, almost does all that stuff and but when i 'm home and I see them that 's kind of different. you know we hang out but-
0: well and i don 't know how much it would have changed if Dad would have still been alive, you know too like how fast <clears throat> we would have made that connection because True. you know. Now, you know, I have an older brother I can call. You know, like, if I want to talk about something that's, you know, weighing on me or that I think maybe he's already dealt with or experienced, I can call him.
2: It's just cool to you say know, like yeah. yeah. And
0: it's, you know, like, I've always tried to be that for my little brother since dad died. And, I mean, he does that for me, too. Like, it's weird. I mean, I just talked to him last night. Um, and I hadn't talked to him in a couple of weeks. But, I mean... Dean and I are the same way though like I mean he he calls me randomly I call him you know we try to plan to get together for dinner or go to each other's houses um if there's an event going on in one of our lives you know we're doing that whatnot um it's probably easier for me to build a relationship with him than my nephews I mean I got to take a road trip when we did the Thanksgiving trip with Cole, the oldest, last year, so that was the first time, although Cole slept on me almost <laughs> the entire 18 hours each way, you know, but, you know, I got to spend a lot of time with Cole, and I got to know Cole a lot better. Um, Liam, I'm still getting to know Liam. Liam's Liam's finally, uh, uh, I, just, I don't know what to say other than coming out of his shell a little bit more, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, he's, you know, obviously becoming a young adult, and, you know, we, we get to converse a lot more now and Alex, uh, Alex has always been easy you know Alex has always hit me up he's always called me he you know randomly uh, Alex, Alex wanted my advice my opinion on so much stuff like I mean right out the gate like I said earlier I mean it made it a little uh, it made it challenging at first because again I didn't know what the boundaries were You know, like if he asked me how I feel about, you know, drugs, whatever, you know, sex, whatever. I mean, like I just I didn't know how they had raised them or what they had shared with them, where those comfort lines were, where the boundaries were. Was it just tell them the right answer or tell them that. I did this, it wasn't the right decision, and, you know, how far either direction can you go? So, that, that always
2: made it more challenging. So, we know everything about Garrett. Dean, what about you? Let's, let's find out something about you. Garrett, take a break for a second. <laughs> so, jujitsu, do you practice? I mean, your oh, wife is from Brazil. Yes. Can you whoop some ass? I mean, what's we're gonna, happening? We're going we're
1: gonna to go straight there. What's your definition of practice? So
2: if you got in a bar fight, I, you twist somebody up like a press on they tap and say uncle.
1: I'm on. Um, it may take me a minute to get there. Um, but no, it, it, it's definitely not. I'm an eight year blue belt, so it's the interesting thing around eight
0: years uh, as a blue belt.
1: Well, no, eight years getting to blue belt, so not as blue well, belt. I'm but, a but transparent
2: I, belt, so shit. But, he got okay, so
1: now I'm a segue. Hold on. He tried Asking, to kill me. He yeah. came back he came out, I I gave him a gi. Uniform, yep, yep, yep. He's you come out. He's don't. How many times? Ask him how many times he's come back. I got to get him out there with me.
2: I've never heard even mention it, so that means no. None he
1: did me. He did
2: come out and he did one. You he did, did one. one. I'm saying, but he the repeat one. visit wasn't a repeat visit.
0: Okay, there's no repeat. If you want to hear this story, I'll tell it to you as quick <laughs> as I can. So, most yep. people, when they go for their first class, get like a private, like you go over with a black belt, and they just you. You go to this side room that they have, and they teach you fundamentals. <laughs> Your and, family,
2: you get the crash course.
0: Yeah, I was family. <laughs> so what's he? Well, first my of all, I was, brother, he should. I, be I was working it. out at the time, but my cardio sucked. All I was doing was heavy lifting. Like I, I was trying to, I was trying to put on muscle. Like I was, I was heavy lifting. Forty was around the corner. I, I was trying to get in good shape, and. <laughs> I went and stupid enough of me you know i was embarrassed because i didn't know what you're supposed to wear under your gi with your gi i couldn't tie my own belt which i thought was you know like god you can't even tie your own belt like you you know what are you doing you know but i went and did an arm workout that morning with my trainer so i went and killed arms at 5 a.m and then at 6:30 i show up to their class which at that time, that was still when they had the kickboxing coach. They had all this yep. – they were set up to train guys to kill, guys to be in MMA. like, And all the badasses go to that class. It's the middle of winter. On my way to the class, he calls me and goes, I'm still going to be there, but I'm a little under the weather, so I'm going to have to sit this one out. But I'll, I'll be here for your first class. A.K.A. I'm going to sit in the corner and film you getting your ass kicked. So that I have this, you know, older brother video of you getting your ass kicked. So I go in, I'm wearing, and I mean, I still don't even completely know, but I'm assuming I did this absolutely all wrong. Like, first of all, the workout, bad idea. Second part, I'm wearing boxers, a pair of shorts, a T-shirt, and then I put my gi on. And these Brazilians, which I didn't know at the time, you know, they grew up in a damn rainforest, so they like it hot as balls <laughs> when they train. I mean, like, you watch that shit on you know, ESPN when UFC fighter training. Every Bra- Brazilian trains like that. They want to sweat to the point that they look like they're going to die. And True. they roll around and choke you out while you're sweating and dying. And literally... It was probably 30 degrees outside, and it's like 100 inside of here. And the warm-up is probably 10 minutes. It felt like 30, but I thought I was going to die after doing the warm-up. Like, literally thought I was going to die. Luckily, I think it was Baron. Is that right? Yep. All right, so Baron, older guy, Dean's age-ish. (laughs) and is a black belt. (laughs) Luckily, I get paired with him. So he's like helping me out, really kind of slowing things down because the other little badasses he had in there at the time, their English, not so great, and they are going 100 miles an hour. Like, here it is. Boom, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Now start doing it. And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, can you like slow it down? Like, oh yeah, that was the class I was supposed to have before I was ever in this badass class but they're doing this at like mock speed and I was just so thankful that I didn't get paired with princess or one of the girls (laughs) because if I if I'd have been choked out by a girl that was like 18 at the time there's no way in hell I would ever do jiu-jitsu again like my pride would have been so hurt but Baron I did exercises and drills with him for probably another 30 minutes and I, I looked at him and I was like, he's like, you're done, aren't you? And I was like, yeah, I'm absolutely done. He's like, cool, just sit right here and watch. Like, that's all you need to do, just sit here and watch. And yeah, that's the one and only time I've ever gone to jiu-jitsu class. And he just laughed at me and was like, yeah, you know, we probably should have got you in one of those other drill classes first. And you know, yeah, we'll, we'll get you in there and you know, you can do this and that and I'm like, Yep, nope, not for a while. I mean, until my cardio is at least where I feel like it's, like, halfway decent, no way in hell.
1: No. so a couple of cliff notes. Um, so, number one, you never wait to get your cardio right. You use that to get your cardio right. He hadn't been back since. However, I'll add this. Number one, I was deathly ill. It wasn't, I was feeling a little under the well. I was, and I still showed up, all right? So deathly g- ill, my yeah, ass. Give me some, some credit for that. So, I still showed up, and... You are right, Princess. That you're referring to has choked out many a guy. um, Much much better than you and I. Yeah, she competed. uh, However,
0: yeah she's she competed at the national level, won all five of her matches without having a point (laughs) scored on her. (laughs) So she was rocking at that time. Um, But I did get him with Baron, which
1: was Professor and black belt, and so it was all good. You did. It was all good. Yeah, Yeah, I paired you up with him. It was all good. So, I don't know. I just, I, I wish he'd come back. But, no, my journey's been a long one. And the problem is that, and, and so my wife runs the gym, and that's, that's kind of her passion. And I've, I've been, I just have not invested myself. It's been more about, you know, investing in the gym and my day-to-day job and so forth. So, hopefully I'll get uh, to advance a little bit. But everybody's journey's a different, and that's okay. So, we got to get you out there, Biz. We'll get you rolling as well.
2: I have no Problem with that I just know my limitations But I've watched TikTok videos Of five year olds Grabbing that gi And flipping people around And turning them into spaghetti I filmed the commercial For a gym Here in Frisco And when I saw What they went through I was like Nah I own a gun I'm good I just Shoot you in your lower extremities And run the other direction <laughs> I'm cool with it I, But I mean no, I wrestled all through high school So
1: Jiu oh, Jitsu
2: is like that makes sense to me. Yeah. Definitely yeah. makes sense. Now, I don't know at 51 how fast I'm going to be moving around that mat, but uh any type of self-defense, but it's the exercise and the strength. It has a lot of wrestling in it. I definitely think it's cool.
1: Well, and that's – so Alex that was here a couple of weeks ago, he came up doing jiu-jitsu instead of wrestling, and then when he got to high school, he went out for the wrestling team. Well, in jiu-jitsu, is you, you get very comfortable on your back. In wrestling, that's – Kind of a no-no, as you you know you you, yep, yep. you, you don't go to your back. Nope. So he would go straight to his back and it's like, come on, let's go, and the coach was like, no, 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 don't do that. So that was a transition for him as well.
2: But got you.
1: It's it's one of those. It was nice because most of our boys came up doing jujitsu and competed and so forth, and it kind of became known. And so when they went to school, it. They didn't have issues. They didn't have to do anything because it was kind of known that they already had some training. And so I I, I think there was a lot of benefit around there as well.
0: I mean, I do have a great video of Alex. I know he said he's hopping off of here, Uh but I just saw that because I switched over to YouTube because Facebook was dying. Yeah, Facebook,
2: I had to restart it. It's back live now. But it's just
0: struggling. Alex said princess. They were born, what, like... Days, days, apart. days apart, like days one apart. I think literally one day apart. Yeah, and when she was staying with him, <laughs> Genius tried to put cake in her face. Oh, he put cake in her face. And That's then not, I told her that good. he called her a princess. <laughs> not good. And yeah, she had him on the floor, choked out in about, I don't know, what, five seconds flat? Yeah, it was yeah. so awesome. I have video of the whole thing. It's not good. I'm saving it for a special day for Alex. <clears throat> Friendly reminder. Yeah, it's not one he wants to go viral. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, you want to get you some jujitsu, biz. uh, You show up for a Saturday class and I'll show up with you. You know,
1: it's interesting, though. We, uh, all kidding aside, um, we use that to get to people, trying to reach people. We've got three year olds. We start them as as early as three years old. I've
2: seen them small.
1: Three years old. Kids in a gi out there. And going through and learning some of the fundamentals. It's fantastic.
0: I think it would be way better to start off no-gi. It's
2: easier because well, you, you don't focus
0: you on all this, it. like, my belt's falling off, my my top's, like, yeah, all over the place. Like, I mean, like, that's so frustrating when you just spent 10 minutes with somebody trying to show you how to tie your belt. I'll spend some time with you. We'll get you on the belt tie. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm do. just telling you, like, it's, it's easier way to go more complicated gi- than you think. It, it, it,
2: you need to watch some old-school Jean-Claude Van Damme uh-oh. movies like Bloodsport. Blood then Sport. show up to class. Uh-huh. Kumite. <laughs> Kumite. You know, there we like, go. <laughs> I'm way more like than for
0: this. Yeah, this. Kumite, you come with me, and we'll go do some jiu up there.
2: I, okay.
0: Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's, it's better to transition from gi to no gi
1: because once you've got some of the fundamentals and some of the basic movements— taking that from Gi to no Gi is a little bit easier.
0: So. Well, yeah, because they use the Gi. I mean, I got choked out with my Gi the first day I was there. Like That's normal. Yeah, yeah, it's normal. Just another day. No big deal. No <laughs> guy's <laughs> choking you with your shirt. Like, yeah, I, no, no big deal. You know, like, I can't feel or move this arm or that leg, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm cool.
2: So, Dean, any other similarities besides... I don't know, did you notice any hobbies, any other things like you could do when you're not working or wrapping people up in geese? What else are your other entrants' interests, and are any of them like your brothers?
1: You know, so we've got whiskey, golf, a couple things like that. Okay. Um, I, I owe him a couple rounds of golf. I'm just not as good as he is, and it frustrates me because I'm a competitor at heart. I mean, I came up through... High school playing sports, I played four different sports and so I'm a competitor. I can't even, I, I have a hard time so people start talking about Did you see this and see that and the Rangers and the Mavericks and so forth and I watch a little bit, but it's hard for me to watch sports because I was always a participant. You were it's hard it. for me to step back and watch.
0: Um, we both we, grew we, up playing we, baseball and football and Yeah. Baseball, oh, that he football. went way he went way harder in football than I did. I didn't I didn't take football past moving to Texas and realizing what I Texas took it was. an
1: extra year to a D two school and and okay. found out really quickly that college is it's a job. It's not it's not fun. It's very different to be, you know, pretty good in high school and then you go to college and it's in like it's a job. And, in. and everybody there was pretty good in high school. So, yeah, it, reality sets in really quickly. So, Ask him
0: about Jamie Fox. Uh,
1: there it is. Uh-oh. All okay. right. So, yeah, I was waiting to see if that one was going to get dropped. So, Eric Bishop, I knew him as Eric. I know him as Eric. So, and by the way, thoughts and, and prayers for his continued healing and rehab. I don't know what he's got going on. You can't trust the media these
2: days. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, who knows what? I actually what. know somebody. I'm kind of close. Closer? To them. Yeah, okay. So well, hopefully everything's okay.
1: I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're so, going to
0: talk about that later, if you've got a <laughs> connection there, because I've been trying to pull something off for a while as a gift to my uh, big brother.
1: Uh-oh. So we definitely need to talk. Um, so I, I've been to his house in L.A. Have you really? Yes. Come on. Not lying. Oh, we definitely need to talk. So w- was Gilbert Willie there? No. That's his best I've, friend.
2: I met, no, I, I'm there, and I met before his sister passed away. You know, okay. he had a younger sister that was special. Yeah, okay. yeah, I met, I met his younger sister before he passed. Wow.
1: Yeah, we definitely need to talk. So I grew up in Rockwall. Back when Rockwall was 4A and one school, one high school.
2: Which ain't far from Terrell.
1: Not very far from Terrell. hmm And Terrell was our biggest rival. And Eric and I both, uh, Jamie, we both graduated in the same year. Okay. And coming up through high school, we guarded each other in basketball. We played against each other in football. I don't know if he played baseball or not. Um, probably did. I mean, everything you see, any given Sunday, all that, That he I mean, that's true. Yeah. He's legit. I mean, yeah. you've been to his house, he's yeah. legit. He's an athlete. He's, um,
2: Big in so. basketball. I know all the time when he had a lot of people that came over and played basketball at his house. That doesn't surprise me. That was his thing. Basketball. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, phenomenal days. Um, back being able to just look back on some of that and, and, uh, so, we, yeah, we competed against each other in, in pretty much all sports. The biggest one was there was a Dr. Pepper Invitational Tournament that we had in Dallas. And both of us high jumped. And it came down to just that everybody was out except for he and I. And the high jump bar got set to 6'2", we both cleared it. 6'3", we both cleared it. 6'4", we both cleared it. And so they went up at that point by half an inch. It went to 6'4 and a half and Jamie cleared it, and at that point, my adrenaline was pretty well shot, I was, I was like, I, I mean, 6-4 for me was, that was a new personal best, it was just the two of us, and I, I wasn't even close to clearing 6 and a half. and a half, I mean, it was, it was almost comical, because here I cleared 6-4 and another half inch only, and I'm just killing the bar, so that's the one I always go back to, and then I pulled my. I, I did a long jump and a high jump. A couple other. Uh, I was a sprinter as well. And when it came down to district time, there Junior Adams from Gainesville was the guy. And he, I think he ended up going like six six. But everybody's like, Eric's really, you know, Jamie's really worried about you because he thinks you're the competition. Well, I had pulled my 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 groin and I was out. So, but anyway, that was kind of my 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 story with with him. And um, we always guarded each other. Talked a lot of trash. Had a good time. Um, Great guy, but I hadn't talked to him since. So yeah, we gotta connect if you've you've been to his house and you've got some contacts there. I'd love to connect with him.
2: Yeah, I was blessed. A friend of a friend introduced me to him. I got to go over there, somebody she works with their family, definitely. Very cool. I was like, oh wow. He had just got the Foxhole uh serious channel and did all that stuff, worked yeah. with him. Uh, they even came to my hometown, Omaha. I did a comedy show there and everything. It was kind of cool. But as far as his health and all that, they're really trying to keep things private. Yeah. I don't know the exact, yeah. exact exacts, but.
0: The stroke must have been pretty bad.
2: There was a lot. You know, he was training to do the Mike Tyson movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, playing Mike. And, you know, to get, you know, in the age and everything's that, to get big like Mike, psh, that's a lot. Yeah, Yeah, big like Mike, and
0: if you're in there and you get your bell rung a few times by some dudes really training you to make that shit look real, I mean, I I hope he's all right, man. I I mean, like, he's a great actor, great musician. Like, I I hope it's not something that keeps him down permanently. I hope he's able to resume his life. Yeah, he's a phenomenal talent.
1: I didn't know for years what he had gone on. I mean, I was all self-absorbed and doing my own thing and so forth. It was years later I started looking at... You know the Jamie Fox show and all that he had been doing. Uh, it's just uh, incredible talent. So
0: I knew you were going to drop that one. I mean, how can you not? Uh, I mean, that's just a
2: yeah. Your cousin, he he already said it on the comments. Tell the Jamie well, about that. We already <laughs> on, it. on yeah. it. Already on it. Already on it. Your son is interesting though. Your son came in here and killed it. <laughs>
1: I, I, I got to tell you, I was, um, and I'm biased because he's my son, but um, I, I'm proud of all three of my boys. And they are, as Garrett said earlier, they're all very different. Alex and Liam, I mean, same mother. So you, you would expect some similarities there. Mm-hmm. Although they're, they're hitting that point right now where they're at each other quite a bit. Um, but um, they'll get through it. But, yeah, all three of them. Very, Not as bad as 14.
0: <laughs> cool.
1: You and TJ I'm glad no, I missed I mean, I'm at glad 14,
0: I missed some of that Liam and Tammy were, Oh well, yeah That, that was, was that was every time we went out like that that kid couldn't put his damn phone down So Liam's
1: yeah so Liam is very he's very talented around programming and now I'm seeing like this engineering side of him We
0: call Liam Cougarpaw I won't tell that story on <sighs> here hell? but you went there I call him Cougarpaw You Cougar just Paw, totally derailed AK the Matrix Wow
1: I That's, mean, the kid
0: was, like, making his own, like, VR games at, like, 14. Like, it's it's insane. Like, and then, you know, and then you got Alex. It's like he goes on and does his own thing and marketing and selling stuff. Yeah, he'll have his own shipping. TV network here in
2: about three years.
0: Yeah, it's, it's just, it's uh, like you're watching them, and they're, like, they're all doing their own thing, and it, it, it's crazy. It, yeah, so...
1: To his point, I'm at home, and Liam was like 13, 14 years old, something like that. It may have even been 12. I can't remember. But all of a sudden, this whole full-on box of virtual reality stuff shows up at the house. And I'm like, hold on. Where did you get this? Well, he's been developing games in virtual reality mode, and this company, Oculus, shipped him all this stuff free. Just the whole development kit, everything. And he's developing games he's got one out on apple for the iphone and then he registers for this game in vr at the microsoft shop stonebriar mall and I, i guess i can tell it now so you know you had to be 15 or above he's not 15 and he's winning and this is one of those where when you win the local you go to the the regional up to the national he was to the point where if he won the next one he goes to new york and I'm like, bud, at some point they're going to ask you about your age and so mm-hmm. forth, but he's killing everybody in this game. So just phenomenal. And, and that, that's Liam, and there's Alex, and there's Cole, and they've all got different talents. You, you met Alex? met Alex. It's, it's, been, it's been pretty cool to step back as a dad and watch the development. And now I'm, I'm trying to ensure that I can connect with each of them a little bit more in a different way as they are now young men. Um, to Garrett's point, and I never met our dad. And there's reasons, you know. Everybody's like, "Well, did you ever meet your dad?" No, he passed before before I got an opportunity to. And there's parts of me that can be really upset and mad, and like I, n- I never got to meet him. I never got to sit and talk to him. Um, and this is like one of those Jerry Maguire. I'm not gonna cry on on, on a podcast, so okay, I'm not, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Um, but I never got to meet him. I one day I will. And, and I'll get that opportunity. But um, it sounds like he was very much like my dad. And and my mom and dad raised me, and I'm thankful for it. Phenomenal family that I got raised into and had the opportunity to be, you know, come underneath their wings. But my dad was a coach, and he also saw as I was going through sports that he was going to be coaching me, and that wasn't going to work. I was a stubborn Um, smart mouth kid that um, had a little bit of talent and thought he had more than he really had and my dad was very old school and that wasn't gonna work so he had started getting his degree to become assistant principal principal superintendent so that he didn't have to coach me because that was gonna cause some real issues my point being is that dad was very old school and much like when you were saying you had your dreams with dad And dad gets thrown around. It's like confusing which dad are you talking about. Yeah, like what? What do you have to specify? Welcome to my world. Yeah, how do you? Yeah, yeah, back to I get it.
2: Trust me, I get it.
1: You're tracking. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, every dream that you had was dad, like you know, being dad and and so forth. My dad was the same way, um, and he passed last year. Um, But right before he did, he he knew that I had found my biological family, and and he was good with it he was happy with it my mom is too so that's that's been good it's kind of like the, the the family's expanded from an overall perspective but my point being is my upbringing as much as like we've talked about we have a lot of similarities idiosyncrasies i was born in ohio we both came to texas and we've lived just very and that you know, was happenstance that was just it's a crazy. coincidence uh, it's wow. crazy yeah his but raised very similarly you know, I, I think But you Ray know, Harrison, it's the
2: old school Like we've had talks about And being that Father's Day just passed um, Like my I, You know, I call him pops You know, but yeah. my stepdad yeah. Which was pretty much dad He just passed about three months mm. ago And it's been weird Because, you know Your, your, your mom Your mama, they'll talk shit you know until it really happens like here he goes eating all that pork there he goes drinking all that gin I know your insurance is paid up alright just wait yep. and then it really happened and she was just like whoa did I put bad juju and I said no 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 dad knew what he was doing he had congestive heart failure and he continued with his bad habits so you can't hold yourself responsible for his decisions yeah. but now that I've kind of taken this place. Like my mom, she's seventy-one, so she still drives, still does whatever. But the other day, it kind of hit me when I said, "Hey, what you doing?" I am sitting in this apartment, staring at the walls. I Said, "Why?" She says, "I ain't got nobody to yell at. I didn't clean the apartment up, so I have no. I, I can't clean up after anybody because it stays clean." I need to go to this appointment, go to that appointment. And it's like, I didn't realize how much stuff my dad actually did with her, did for her. Yeah. She does and I have a little brother that lives there, but it is the, we, we bitch about companionship until the companionship is no longer there. Yeah, uh, and, you don't and I'll say
0: this, that. you know, like my, my dad, or our dad, you know, he had his first heart attack when I was like 14, 15, and... The first thing was quitting smoking cigarettes. He did that fairly quickly, but he continued to drink.
2: That's what did it to him. And my he drank dad. a lot. Yes. I mean, man. like,
0: I never really realized it until I got much older and after the fact because he wasn't a bad drunk. He wasn't a mean drunk. He wasn't an abusive drunk, anything like that. Like, but he, he liked his scotch and water. But, I mean, like, And you know, at one point he said, you know, if I can't live my life at least the way I want to, then I don't want, I don't want to live. And you know, that's one of the things I go back to when I was one of the people that had to go in there and say when they were working on him and he'd been gone for 20, 30 minutes and you're just racking up more medical bills was like, Hey, he's gone. Even if by some random ass miracle, they bring him back right now. He ain't gonna be able to live his life the way he wants to. So yeah. it's my suggestion that we all go in and say goodbye and make peace with this and let him go on to whatever the That next is
2: scary. Cause next cause That is exactly part. what happened to my son. But step like there. that's exactly
0: that's, that's what I had to do. And like, you know, and like again, I was middle of summer in a drought and I walked outside Plano Presby when I went outside to smoke a cigarette, not even gonna lie, and try to get my wits about me again and it rained over Plano Presby for all of 10 freaking minutes and then it went away and it was the only rain we got like that most of that summer so you know it it's crazy how stuff works but I mean like yeah man you you know like I had to go through that with my mom too and I'm not gonna dive deep into this because I know she's watching this but you know my mom didn't start dating again for a long long time and my mom was too young not to date again but being back home and helping my mom with the house and everything else and her helping me with what i was going through in my life at that time and watching your mom go through dating i i I don't wish that on anybody Uh, like you know i am i can't even say how grateful i am that I have a badass stepdad. Like, you know, like, Chris is an amazing guy. I love him to death. You know, he's never tried to replace my dad. He never tries to be my dad. He's always tried to be my friend. He treats me with the utmost respect. I know he fully, truly loves my mom and that she's happy and he's happy. And, man, I can't ask her anymore. But, you know both of you be thankful that your mothers are at an age where they probably aren't going to date or aren't thinking about dating because i promise you you know my mom hadn't been on a date in i don't know what i mean I, at the time i was 24 so she hadn't been on a date by the time she went on in 30 years dating ain't the same 30 years mm-hmm. later is all i'm gonna say it's like when you have to start giving your mom dating advice and stuff, like... we we'll see my parents. Smokes, I'm like, yo, hey, trust me. I want to <laughs> know as little as humanly possible, but, but, mom, please just tell me this dude's name, yeah. his phone number. If you're not going to come, because I was living with her at the time, if you're not coming home tonight, just send me a text and say, I'll see you tomorrow. I ain't going to say shit else. I ain't gonna ask any questions. I don't wanna know. I don't wanna think about it, but I wanna know that you're okay. My parents actually got divorced. That's tough to go through.
2: My parents got divorced when I was like sixth, seventh grade. They got divorced. And when my mom stepped up, they got remarried when I got back from the army. No way. I was like, well shit, that means nobody wanted neither one of y'all. So y'all actually got back together and worked it out. And I never forget. My mom tried to date and do all that. So me and my two brothers, you know, my brothers from my mom, you know, we worked her down the aisle. And when the minister said, who gives this woman? We was like, please take her. Take her back.
0: Just, here you go.
2: Here you go. We pushed her right on down. And it was just like, and you know, because they their marriage at first when I was small. That's why I ended up being raised with my grandmother. Because yeah. uh, you know, that was the 70s and stepdad was all into that pimping, smacking her around and all this crazy stuff. And then one day my grandmother took a 12 gauge up to the house, blew the front door off, took two shots at him, missed him by that much, and said, you're moving with me. If your mom want to stay with him, that's on her. And that's how that went. So the second time around, <laughs> I'm scared
0: of his grandmother, and I've never met Big her. My grandmother
2: no. was no four foot eleven little Indian woman, and she was. Mm. St- I went to the army and laughed at the drill sergeants. Uh-oh. I like, bro, ain't scared of none. <laughs> y'all. Nothing on grandma. This yeah. one Have back you ever, in, Remember my grandma, j- man, and and I'll never forget when he was standing at the altar again. He turned around and looked at my grandmother, and she's like. Oh hell Y'all old enough now I don't care what you do Go ahead <laughs> And he turned right back around I was like Oh my god Like It's life uh, Kevin Hart said it best I can't make this up So many different things From you guys Born in Ohio Moving to Texas yeah. Meeting and all that Life just has a funny way Of playing itself out Amazing
1: Yep yeah.
2: um, When you look at your kids I was gonna ask you About your kids yeah. Did you influence them In any way Or did they just take Their own paths to what they're doing.
1: You know, you, you bring up an interesting topic. So, again, going back to kind of how I was raised, how we were raised, I think, um, from an old school, more disciplinarian, I'll say. And, and one, of the, one of the toughest things that I've had to learn probably over time is where I tried to impose, this is right, this is wrong, and that knowledge of good and evil or that knowledge of right and wrong that I tried to impart upon them As opposed to letting them learn on their own. Mm -hmm. And that's been a hard thing because for me, I don't want to see anyone suffer. I don't want to see, especially my family, my friends, my kids, go through something. I know that's going to hurt. Don't do that. And I want to try to keep you from that. Don't do that. But the best thing for them is to let them actually experience it. Now, crossing the street and getting hit by a car, no, that's got dire consequences but you get my point some of those other things were where i could say i gotta let i gotta let go i gotta let them experience i didn't do that well
2: what is the fine line between let you bump your head so you can (sighs) find out for yourself Uh or as my grandmother Uh used to tell me i've been already where you're trying to go so why don't you listen to me so you can so you can save yourself a lot of hurt but like you said People don't believe the stove is hot, no matter how many times you tell them until you let them touch it. Then they turn around and look at you like, why didn't you tell me?
1: You know, how interesting you use that as your analogy, because that was about to say that's the exact thing that happened. It happened with Alex that was here two weeks ago. So
0: Shocking. Sh- yeah, I know that surprises <laughs> you.
1: So Alex was probably 12 or 13 years old. And we've got a trip coming up to Brazil. We go back. We try to go back at least once a year to see Tammy, Tammy's family. And the grill was on in the back. And I said, Alex, don't touch that. It's hot. It will burn you. And I left, and Alex is Alex, and he put his finger on it.
0: As smart he goes, as he I, is, touches the grill at 12. So
1: we travel to Brazil, and he's got this big blister and everything else. And so, great analogy. Where's that, where's that line? I. All I can do is tell them, and I'll forcibly, not anymore, but I mean, I think I would forcibly intercede in situations where, like crossing the street, Mm -hmm. you grab them, you don't let them experience that, obviously. But that line is I think if they can recover from it, if they can heal from it, you try to use your judgment, let them experience it, you tell them about it, you educate them on it, but they.
2: Look, I'm using my that. three
1: boys are the kind they just have to go through it. And, and that's what I'm doing with my 14 year
2: old right now. So I say, look, here's the deal. You know what, Jesse? Nah, I'm done. Let's do it your way. Let's let's just do everything. Uh, let's do it the way you see fit. I'm on interrupt and whatever. And when everything that goes wrong said I go wrong, I'm not even gonna say I told you so. I'm just gonna let you keep on bumping your head till you be like, you know what, dad. Let's try it your way (laughs) First time he ran away This dumbass ran away In Dallas, Texas in February It's negative 16 outside He takes out the trash He stores his backpack in the corner Mm. And he leaves So I'm like damn The trash can is on the side of the house Oh he's mad Mm. I look at the ring doorbell Takes his little backpack and his little light jacket About 40 minutes later And I had turned off. It was time to go to bed. Uh, Turned off the porch light. I was literally locking that door. All of us heard beep, 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 beep. beep." He was barely through the door. I said, oh, what's up? I thought you went to go get your new life. And he's looking at me shivering and cold. I said, sit your ass down. Let's talk. And I just said simply like this. The world is colder than what you just experienced when you just ran away. So if you want to do it your way, if you thought it was cold out there, wait till you get out on your own. With nothing that I'm trying to teach you, Amen. Amen. And he was just like, I said. Now take your ass upstairs, get into some warm blankets that I paid for, that you pay and provide. Uh, and, and that, yeah, look at that thermostat, and remember how warm it was. So two days later, I said, So where'd you run away to? The back of your truck. I said, You sitting <laughs> out in my truck because I didn't lock the door. I didn't even think about it. I was like, and I said, It was cold, wasn't? He, he said, Yeah, I thought I was going to be good. I said, Exactly, but. Once again, and I I always take any minute I can to remind them of that. Uh, We're going yeah. to do it your way. That's I mean, balance. I think
0: you got to go. I mean, you guys are like debating common sense and natural selection. Like, where where does that boundary and line fall of letting them learn and acknowledge? I think having common sense common develops
2: sense. from natural selection because it, it's not to get biblical, or whatever. But yeah. they said no, that at the age biblical. of twelve. You know, Jesus had to cause my grandma always said to me at twelve, it's on you. I'm like, huh? You have enough common sense and things I've told you to start making your own decisions yeah. and then suffering the consequences of those decisions. Because yeah. Jesus did. That's what she always told me. Jesus did. I was like, uh, I can't do nothing else. <laughs> Jesus did it. So I guess I gotta I gotta decide if I'm gonna come home on time or hang out with my boys. Hey, what you about to do, biz? Well. Jesus would probably go home Right about right now Because it's his curfew So <laughs>
0: Jesus doesn't want a shotgun But <laughs> <in> his face
2: <laughs> and, Jesus and they all knew my grandmother So they all said Whatever dude Your grandma probably got a belt Sitting on the front porch And you 17 Go home Nobody Dissed me Nobody teased me yeah. And most of them Went home as well Because It was just common sense Because guess what The people that stayed The gunshots rang out The fight started something happened, we just heard about it the next day because where were we? We were at home. Yep. It's, it's, it's a Common sense develops from those practices.
1: It's a fine line. How do you empower your children? And to your point, you, the warmth in the bed that you provided, you want them to get to the point where they can provide for their family as well. Just
2: had that conversation yesterday.
1: How do you, you know, that, that, that balance of, of enabling them but letting them experience it's, it's difficult. You know, it was probably, I don't know, five or six years ago and I was in, it was a session seminar or something, and somebody had said, and they put stats up on PowerPoints and so forth, and they said, it was like 30% of the jobs in five to 10 years don't exist today. And I think Alex, two weeks ago, is an example of that. I mean, that job as a creator, and look how he's, what he's doing. Yes, there's marketing aspects, and there's always been marketing and sales Sales. and so forth. But what he's doing specifically, it didn't exist 10 years ago plus. I mean, Gary Vee and and, and the things that are out there now. So I also have to put myself in check a lot of times, and that's difficult for me because to his point, we are very much alike, type A personality. Some say I have ADHD. I don't know what we're talking about. (laughs) No, anyway. um, But I have to step back and let them be and let them create and let them experience. And each one of them, like we talked about earlier, is different. And the way they go about it is not wrong. It may be different than what I did or what I would maybe tell
2: them that they should do. Well, the evolution of what they're doing, you're going to mess around and learn something. Exactly.
0: And the crazier thing is me being over here, sitting here watching this and being interjected into their lives at this point in their lives and watching this and trying to understand my brother's family dynamics, (laughs) all of that, and what he's doing. And I mean, I see what he's doing like what I would be doing, and you know, he has a day job, he makes good money, he's invested in this gym, you know, that's, you know, big game picture and stuff like that, and then you have the younger two, you know, Cole, Cole's different, you know, Cole Cole was older by the time mm-hmm. I met Cole, yeah. you know, like, so Cole, Cole, Cole's on his path, and you know, Cole has a career, Cole is making money, you know. Cole Cole, Cole kind of knows where he's going. Like he, yep. he's not, he's not still figuring everything out. Whereas the other two are testing and doing what all teenagers do and pushing limits, pushing the limits, <laughs> finding out where limits are, yep. testing boundaries. You know, trying to wrap their head about it and what they think at this time versus that time is right, wrong, and different. And then having these conversations with them when I'm still getting to know my brother. I think that's kind of what I was alluding to earlier. It's super difficult. And like, I, I don't want to air out a bunch of shit, but like, you know, it's, you know, like I remember early on a conversation with both of the younger boys. Yeah, he's pouring the bourbon now. <laughs> but you know they were like you know i feel like dad's spending more time and focusing on the gym more than us and i'm like all right like i could understand how you could possibly feel that way but like do you also not see what he's providing and doing for you long term and then they both kind of go uh you know, it's like. It
2: takes an outside but, source. Yeah,
0: it's like an outside source, see. but it's like, you know, like how deep rooted is this? Like, because, you know, both of them are very fucking intelligent. They're both very articulate. They could both debate like damn lawyers, like little lawyers, and. And do. And do. <laughs> and the, I mean, like, they, they will argue with brick walls. It runs in the family. Um, That's from mom. That's not me. Yeah, no, no, it's from you. I I promise. Uh, Maybe on the other side too, and you're just double (laughs) screwed. But I'm just telling you, like, I mean, and I remember when I was like that as a teenager, and that I challenged everything. And the, you know, the biggest difference between me and TJ or TJ and I was TJ got caught for everything. I didn't get caught. I did the same, if not more. But I also wasn't as good of a brother as TJ was, whereas TJ would be home grounded, or he would just be home. And if I got locked out or something like that, like he was throwing the fire escape ladder out the window for me to crawl back up and not get caught, or opening the laundry room window so I could crawl up and in, you know, making sure that mom didn't close the dog door on me where I couldn't like reach in and unlock the door, you know. I mean, like the list goes on and on. But, you know, like the two of them watching them go back and forth with this. And like, you know, I can speak more for Alex than than Liam, just because Alex, like I said, has communicated a lot more with me. And, you know, it's like I remember like I had only known you for like two and a half years. And you tell me. Liam and I and Tammy are going to Brazil for like two weeks. <laughs> Alex doesn't want to go. Alex is staying home. Do you mind like checking up and, you know, making sure Alex doesn't like burn the house down and shit? Yeah, he's and like I'm 18,
1: like, 19. He should be able to stay at home. Tomorrow. I'm
0: like, you would you've think. Gotta would be think. shitting me. And I'm not kidding you. With it, they haven't been gone 12 <laughs> hours. And he's already hitting me up and like, Hey, do you think it'd be better? I mean, I'm going to cook some asparagus and blah, blah, blah. Should I do it on the grill or should I do it in the oven? And I'm going, well, shit, I don't know. Which one is less likely for you to burn the house down? You might set the fire alarm off in the house, but then if you burn and start a grease fire in the backyard, I don't, shit, I don't know. All right, I'll be over in 20 minutes. And then I come in the house and... I mean, it just starts. It's like he has rearranged the whole house, oh, and he's cleaned out the whole house because he's like, my parents don't take time to do this. They're too busy with work. stuff. So, so I just got rid of stuff. I mean, he cleaned out the freezers, the fridge, the pantry. I mean, he probably threw away, I don't know, $1,200 worth of groceries and was just like... Yeah, I cleaned it all out. Like, they can start fresh. Like, everything will be fresh, not expired, blah, blah, blah. No, nothing borderline. Like, you know, I'm eating healthier now, so they're going to eat healthier too. First world
1: problems, And right? this is
0: like his mentality. <laughs> and, like, I'm listening to this, and I'm going, holy shit, this is day one. Like, it's not <laughs> even been 12 hours. And then he goes, oh, and I wanted to surprise my mom. So my mom's always talking about wanting a fire pit and a little oh, garden. Did it in the front yard. Front yard, and I'm like, This is a gated neighborhood. And I'm like, Bro, the HOA is gonna shit, like, <laughs> let, let alone your parents. Like, you can't keep doing this. He's like, No, like, look, look, the rocks are even glow in the dark. And I'm like, You put glow in the dark rocks in the front yard. Oh, it's holy a look.
2: shit. Is it still there? And I'm going,
0: I'm going, like, this, this is gonna be bad. And I, I just looked at him. I was like, All right, I don't know why you're doing some of this stuff. This is fine. I'm going to be back in a week which gives you a week before they're home. If you need me before then you by all means call me but it's cool you want to play ping pong in the dining room. That's fine but before they come back the dining room table is going to be back in here, and the ping pong table is not going to be in the dining room.
2: It sounds like a movie. And, like, right before you the parents think, turn the key and open the door, think. the house is back to normal.
0: Dude, this was, like, Home Alone, Gone. It's the sequel. Uh, like, what was the movie where Mike Tyson got the tattoo on his face? Oh,
2: yeah, the uh, the... The hangover. Hangover. You combine
0: Home Alone and the hangover. This is what I'm doing with 24 hours into them being in Brazil. Dean calls me the next morning. He's like, hey, how's everything going? I'm like, yeah, man, everything's fine. (laughs) Uh, I think we got everything under control. And then he does everything that I tell him to do. The next week decides he's going to join the military and he's going to leave before they come home.
2: How old was Alex when all this 18. happened? 18. 18. He was just really on the, the same dude that I met two you podcasts ago. I'm telling you, you can have tell a second could,
1: podcast with Alex. Three, three
0: years. Just delve
1: can't into imagine. all this.
0: Like, and I'm just whole, like, I'm like, bro, I've been down this road. Like, will you just listen to me? Like, no, this isn't going to happen. Tell your recruiter to call me. I will deal with all this. Like, no, no, this is not all happening, like, right now. But, like, I mean, like. It, it's that same balance. You know, like, I wondered if I was going too far one way or the other with my little brother when, like, stuff would come up after dad died because do I let him experience it on his own? Do I let him touch the hot grill? Do I give him that advice? Is he going to hate me because yep. now I'm telling him this and, like, I don't let him experience this on his own? Like, figuring it out. Like, luckily, TJ and I have the best relationship in the world, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. I mean, like, from... Third grade, first grade, uh, him being a freshman in high school, we hate each other. I mean, he didn't hate me, but I didn't want to be running around my little brother. You know, we're two and a half years apart, and I was a horrible big brother. I've said this multiple times. I was a horrible big brother. I'm glad I got a chance to redeem myself, turn that around as we got older. We are the best friends. There, You know, th- there's not somebody I love more in this world than my little brother. You know, like... My little brother and my wife, that's top two right there. Like, my wife and my little brother. But it took a lot for us to get back to that and to have that. And, you know, when my dad dad died, playing that role and, you know, knowing that he still needed somebody to tell him those things and someone to not always agree with him or to show that other side – that is a tough ass role, and I felt like I was in that role all over again when I all of a sudden I have a fourteen year old or an eighteen year old <laughs> nephew calling me and asking me all these questions, and then just these kids, man, they don't play. They they don't they research the shit out of stuff, and then they make a decision like an eighteen year old would. Like it is this is the decision I'm executing. I'm Darn. moving forward, and I'm going holy shit like it hasn't even been 24 hours like you've just signed your life away you've done this this and this like and your parents are on vacation like <laughs> and and he's calling me going how's everything going and i'm like well enjoy your vacation i have everything under control and i'm going to tell you about the rest when you get home he did a pretty good job but i could hear the stress in his voice
1: it was it, uh-huh. was, a, it was apparent for sure uh-huh.
2: Well, even after all that, look where he ended up. What's that? Even after all that, look where he ended up. It's not, exactly. a, bad, not a bad kid. Like I exactly. said, it's part of the, the no, head it's, bumping. And and the, it's amazing and, to watch what these
0: kids have done and are doing. Like, it, it it blows my mind. Like, And it's all three of
1: them. I mean, and, and to Garrett's point, they're all different. I mean, Cole is one of the best at, I mean, he's very, you give him something, and, I mean, he's like through a brick wall. He'll get it done. He will execute. No questions asked. And he's Enough. making career
0: moves. Like, Cole calls oh, yeah. me. It's like, yeah. hey, what do you think about this career move? That's so much easier. Like, Cole, Cole makes what my life easy. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, okay, I can answer that question. Yep. Like, hey, if you're going to get this, this, and ask for this, and that should be good. It, but, like, the other boys, it's like, shit, I don't even know. Because I know you're going to go left, right, and around the corner, and back again, <clears> and then we're going to be talking about something different.
1: Well, and they're, you know, and they're in, they're a lot like me you know we talked about the sports earlier i was into a lot of different things and they're into music and art and different creativity things so they're all they're all over the place you know jack of a lot of trades and hopefully at some point become a king of one you know we'll see it's hard that's where it,
2: i'm stuck at and i'm grown it's diffi-
1: <laughs> you and i both my friend Just you and to i figure both figure it out man it's it's difficult you know and you you brought up earlier the and i talked at the beginning of the podcast around my desire, the whole thing that kind of spurred me to go to ancestry.com, knowing my information is going to be out there and all that, was I wanted to answer some basic questions. And it's interesting because October last year, I woke up and I knew something wasn't right. And I, w- I went in, Tammy was sleeping, and I finally woke her up and I said, Hey, something doesn't feel right. I'm going to go in, it's, it's in the chest i need to get this looked at now this guy he's on one of his little golf tours um i was supposed to be with him another godsend so you know you you don't want to go biblical or i'm Mm -hmm. good going biblical Mm -hmm. but it was a godsend for me that i didn't go because i probably wouldn't be here now and he's off and tj's in hawaii And Tammy's asleep, and I'm like, hey, something's not right. She's like, okay, you've had this before. Are you sure something you ate? And and No, 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 something's not right. So I shot up to 380. I go into the hospital. And next thing I know, I'm I'm, I'm laying there. They're running all these tests. Now, however, when they start asking history, I can say, my dad died of a heart attack. He had two heart attacks. Couldn't have answered that four years previous. Correct, correct. Couldn't have said that. Here's the interesting part. The doctor, the cardiologist, looked at me and he said, you know, I probably, based upon what I'm seeing, could put you on a treadmill and you would pass that and I'd be okay with that had you not told me your father passed from a heart attack. For that reason, I want to go in, I want to check. And so his partner, you know, was, I had been fasting and the more I hadn't eaten anything. And so they got me in three o'clock that afternoon. I'm laid out on a table completely naked. It's like I'm in a porn film and I'm not the star. Um, it's like, okay. No I mean, they go through the groin versus the wrist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's wrong. like, wait a minute. And, I mean, no shame. And you're laying there, and they don't put you under. You're awake for this. Yeah, so. My mom I, had this done, and she told me That's the reaction I get. Again. Most yeah, people like, I was like, yo. I'm not asleep. I'm awake. And they said, we'll give you a little mild sedative. I'm like, I don't know if I want to be awake for I this. I want to be out. So. I'm laying there, and I'm calm, but they said, literally, if you haven't, your eye itches or anything, you let us know. We'll scratch it. You. you don't move, because we're going to be in your heart. They're not kidding. You, you feel the wire going through here. I couldn't do
0: that. They had to put me out. There's no way. Yeah,
1: and I thought the same, but I'm laying there, and I'm feeling this. I'm calm. But it, it, it was a peace understanding, I, and here's the thing. I knew, and I and not want to say religious, because I don't like the word religion, I'm a believer. There you go. And I was good. I knew this wasn't my time. I God's got more to do with me yet. I don't know what he hadn't told me yet. He didn't always tell me. But there's something. And I'm laying there and I'm good. I got peace of mind. But there was a point at which, probably 45 minutes in, the surgeon says, he's telling his staff, because there's probably 10 people in there. And he says, I need a 23. I need it now. Get it quick. And I'm like, oh, oh, something's going on. Well... Bottom line is, in the back of my heart, there's a, like a shepherd's hook, and this is the one that most people miss, and then people get sent home, it's heartburn or whatever, and they die of a heart attack. It was 90, not about 95% blocked. Oh. He went in, he found it, he put a stent in, but as soon as he put it in, because the plaque was so hard, it exploded, and he had to put a second stent. Well, that was the urgency that I was hearing from him. My point here is that I wouldn't have known to say my father passed of a heart attack, had I not gone through what I went through and been introduced into the family. So it saved my life.
2: Everything happens for a reason, no Amen. matter
1: when it happens. Amen. So it's, uh, yeah, movie comes out in a couple of years, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Working with Hollywood on that.
2: Yeah, just make sure you get us a signed copy of the script. I'm good. Indeed. Absolutely. All right, well, we've
0: almost been on here for two hours.
1: You know, that was my biggest fear was like, how are we? I mean, I, I come over to your house, you come over, we sit and drink, we talk like this, and it's like three, four, five hours. I didn't think we'd be able to do two hours.
0: Yeah, it's literally almost two hours. Wow. So now you're at the fun part. And fun I know fun. you've actually seen my show, so you probably know what's coming, and you've probably already thought about it. I got five this. cents. I don't have two cents. Okay. You got five <laughs> cents. Good. Glad I gave us a little extra time before we log out of here. So. You get, we're going to start off with number one, you get to leave your three boys with one piece of advice. Mm. What piece of advice are you leaving them?
1: You know, there's one word that comes to mind for me now, and it's all about connection. Um, where I have failed and tried to do better at lately in my life is connection. So first and foremost is connection with the creator. And then connection with others, whether it's family or friends. And it's being in that moment and truly connecting. Um, I can tell you time and time again where all three boys and I, and my wife and I, when Tammy and I, have been disconnected. And those are the worst possible moments. So it's about connection. It's about being in that moment, putting all distractions aside, whether it's a phone, whether it's work. And it's important to be connected at work too, but it's all about connection in that time, in that moment. So stay connected is my word to to all three of my boys. Well, you just spoke to me
0: too. So yeah, I struggle with that too. So
1: it's hard. It's difficult. You have to be intentional about it. And I still struggle with it.
0: I don't think everybody does, but I mean, I think a lot of people do. You're right. I mean, like not everybody probably does. Like some people are better at being and staying connected than others like i don't think that's across the board but like yeah i i can totally relate to that all right now as you know you don't get to give us two cents you're gonna give us (laughs) five cents tonight and be the first guest to give us five cents but this can be whatever, man. It's called common sense, so share some sense with people and you know put out there what you want to put out
1: Wow um, well that you know, I guess that was kind of it was was about connections. The common sense is like you said it's it's hard for some people some people it comes naturally I don't think it does for everybody um, whether it's work, family, whatever the case may be it's it's all about connection so Don't get get distracted. Stay connected to what's in front of you and who's in front of you because it's important. Um, And if you're looking for, for true freedom, that comes from a discussion and that connection with your creator on what he created you to be and what he redeemed you to be.
0: Right on. Well, dude, I love you, brother. I love you, man. Yeah, this has been fun. I've enjoyed doing this with you. We'll probably do another one at some point. We'll I hope see so. what it has in store for us. But uh, I'm gonna drop this again real quick before we tune out of here for today. Next week, no show. They're tearing this wall that you—the brick wall you see behind us—that's gonna be gone real soon. They're revamping this. The expansion of ICC is moving along faster than anticipated, and. We're going to have to make some adjustments moving forward with the show until the spaces are all done. So, next week, I'm going to go live. be your guys' time to ask me questions, bring up suggestions, things you'd like to see on the show, people you'd like to see, whatnot. The LLC was filed this week for the music portion that we've hinted at. Domains are secured. Social media is getting finished up logo is in the design process. So when we come back, you can expect to hear the name of that and where that's all going. We are a week or so away from launching the website. That's almost done. We're actually going to do a little quick photo shoot here after the show and wrap up the website. So that's coming Merch is being designed. Merch will be available soon when the website launches, if all goes as planned. And the week of 4th of July, 4th of July falls on a Tuesday. I am not going to try to do a show on the 4th of July for multiple reasons. It'll probably be on the 6th. I'll make an official announcement next week. That show will be out sometime that week plan on it being the 6 I'll let you know if that changes and then after that we'll be back to the regular scheduled show it may not be in this same little world y'all are used to seeing us in uh, there's a couple of possibilities there so hope you guys enjoyed this show this was one that was near and dear to my heart for obvious reasons and hope you enjoyed my brother and I sitting down and sharing the story with you guys Hope it inspires more of you. All I'm gonna say on that note is, once our story got out in our family, this happened like two more times, yeah, at least, within the very small family. <laughs> I'm not gonna call all that out because those not all of them want to be called out on that. But it happened. Some other connections got made. Some didn't, but some got made because of how our connection went. Pandora's
1: so where's box? If you
0: want to go down that route, you know, check out one of those Ancestry.com 23andMe. You never know what (laughs) skeletons are out there in your family tree. Hopefully yours is as good as mine and that it's all that pleasant and goes well, but hope you guys tune in again next week and, well, actually the week after that, but y'all enjoy it. Have a safe time and enjoy your 4th of July since we won't talk to you before then. Peace.